All right, everybody, don't drop that fast forward button. The sponsorship roll call is about to begin. Energy Consulting Limited provides complete project management and general contracting services to a variety of private sector clients on both commercial and residential construction projects. They act as the owner's representatives through the planning, design, budgeting, scheduling, construction, and occupancy processes. Clients appreciate their open, honest, and flexible approach to achieving their project goals. Although they're located in Surrey, BC, Energy works on projects all over the province, including the growing cities of the north and the beautiful coastal towns of Vancouver Island. They're always excited to explore new places and develop relationships with professionals wherever their clients' interests may be. Abacus North is a firm that specializes in mortgage banking solutions for complex projects. In addition to providing financing solutions in a traditional mortgage broker capacity, Abacus North provides direct loans that range from $2 million to $25 million. On a syndicated basis, they provide mortgage banking solutions up to $300 million. In most cases, their in-house capital solutions can bridge financing gaps that traditional lenders are unable to service. They specialize in providing land acquisition loans, construction financing for large-scale developments, income-producing properties, and single-purpose facilities. With a portfolio that includes high-rise, mid-rise, and low-rise condominiums, townhouse developments, shopping centers, agricultural properties, industrial developments, and medical marijuana facilities, Abacus North is at the forefront of creative mortgage banking solutions with a focus on fostering long-term relationships. They are a multifaceted organization that services domestic and international clients with their mortgage banking needs. Complex financing solutions require analytical thinking well beyond a typical mortgage broker relationship. As a result, they focus on providing engineered solutions for their client. Their key differentiation strategy is that they assist clients in actively managing the capital stack in order to minimize borrowing costs while maximizing flexibility. Abacus North focuses on national and global opportunities. Ascentia CPA has a team of new-gen chartered professional accountants that are dedicated to advancing companies using expertise combined with emerging technologies. The team at Ascentia will implement the latest accounting technologies, allowing you to not only run a business, but to run a smart business that will excel in your industry. Their focus is to provide growth-centric, value-added, and timely accounting services for businesses, as well as individuals across Canada. Unlike standard accounting firms, by embracing cloud-based software, the team at Ascentia will provide you with real-time accounting information on a secure platform that is accessible anywhere at any time, allowing you to make better informed decisions and gain more controlled overview of your financial data. The reliability and expertise you will experience with the professionals at Ascentia will assist you in the preparation of corporate and personal tax returns, financial statements, bookkeeping, government filings, tax and estate planning, as well as business advisory services. For more information on the advantages of online accounting and to book a complimentary meeting online, be sure to visit ascentiacpa.ca. We are I. I'm going to record this. Um, I'm going to record this podcast today with the context that I don't know 
if I'm going to actually air it or not. Um, a lot of that has to do with because I actually don't really know how to properly phrase or contextualize um, something that I just experienced and went through because if somebody explained this to me, I would not believe them just because it doesn't seem like it makes any sense at all. Um, so let me kind of lay out a little bit of this story for y'all. For about the last couple of weeks, I've been planning on going on this this hike and I've asked other people to come. Um, I was doing it kind of for a few specific purposes. Um, a friend and client of mine, uh, she's doing the West Coast Trail you know, with a group of her friends and stuff and hasn't carried a pack before, slept overnight. And I wanted to just take her on a few hikes to get used to those environments. And it's also like a little bit of a recon mission uh, because some of it is off trail um, for to be able to do these two summits um, in one weekend that I want to do a hike. For seeing like, I want this to kind of be also like a frame, like I am still so absent minded um, because of what happened to me today that I just, I have a tough time even putting like words or making sense of, of anything right now. But um, I'm just going to kind of get into it. Cause I think spending too much time creating like a narrative and with how lost for words I am is not going to be beneficial to anybody. So, I went on this hike and I started off down the trail and, you know, about two minutes into it, I made a decision. I'm like, I I actually just want to spend some time inside myself today because everybody that I'd been planning on going on this hike with canceled for, you know, like a multitude of reasons, you know, like kids and, and work and health issues and just kind of everything. But it, it came down that it was only me. And, uh, I've talked many times with uh with a really good friend of mine and you know arguably my my best friend and uh we always talk about me taking his dog um on hikes with me. And uh but I've never actually done it before. It's always just kind of been something we've talked about and thought it'd be a good idea. And uh before that I left today, um I drove over to his house and picked up his dog and uh so she came with me as well. So I thought, you know, I'm I'm going to do this this hike. I'm not going to listen to any podcast. I'm not going to listen to any music. I just I want to be completely present, you know, in this hike, and I want to experience this with uh, with Maui, and we're just going to have a great time. And we're going to get deep into the backcountry. We're going to go off trail. I brought my binos with me because um, I wanted to really just spend some time, you know, plotting out these ridge lines and you know seeing like how I'm going to summit these couple mountains. Because again, like the the first about nine k is going to be like somewhat of a trail. And then after that, um, it's completely forging new territory and, uh, and then getting like to like the base of these two mountains and like the very back end of this Valley, um, where I'm planning on camping and summiting one mountain one day and the adjacent mountain the next day. Um, it's just, it, it's going to be like a hike that I want to be situationally aware for because like off trail hiking, uh, can be extremely dangerous, uh, not only if, for the fact that you could get lost extremely easily, but, um, you know, like I spending so much time in the backcountry, like I, I do realize and appreciate like when um, animals do know, 
you know, like that a trail is populated and they tend to stay away from it because they're scared. And, uh, so I'm really entering that territory. Plus it's early spring, which means bears are coming out of hibernation, you know, like animals are hungry. Um, you know, like predators, they're definitely, they need something to feed on. So I'm aware of all these different situations. So I, I want to be present. So the first portion of this trail, first three or four K I've done several times because the, the first bit gets you to another mountain that I've, I've summited a few times. And then if you go past that, um, last summer I went about seven, six, seven K down this trail and, uh, just did some, uh, um, some sitting in the, in the river cause it's a glacial fed river. So it's super cold. So it's just, it's great to do great to do some ice bathing in. Um, so it's something that I can kind of turn my mind off on, on the first little bit, cause it's just a real standard run of the mill, you know, like for city dwellers kind of trail in the provincial park, which was completely fine. We walked down that, um, feeling great. We're having a great time. You know, it's blue sky, sunshine, you know, like body feels good, you know, Maui super happy, you know, just dog being let off leash running around in the mountains. Like you could just imagine what that narrative is like. Then we get up to the port part where this, this trail kind of ends like the, this manicured city dweller type of trail. And it gets into actually a little bit more of like a goat trail. And like this, this goat trail has also been subject to like multiple washouts, floods, um, like trees being knocked down. So it's, it's pretty technical for about a kilometer and a half. And, uh, a lot of people get lost. I've been lost, um, and not lost, lost, just more like can't find the trail, can't find the trail markers. Cause you're just getting turned around so much. And a lot of the trees with the trail markers on have been blown down and you get kind of put off in the wrong direction. So you think that that's where you should be going. Um, but you're not. And, uh, so I start to kind of get like this, this feeling like this sense of, you know, like this is, this was going to be like, because again, we lost the trail kind of at a general idea, you know, but you kind of tap into that little bit of, okay, you know, like I have to rely on my, you know, my expertise here of being in the back country for so many years that I can feel comfortable because I know I've studied the topographical maps. Like I know the area, you know, of not only just on like the, the topographical maps, but you know, Google earth and like everything. I, I know what this train looks like now. I'm just standing in it and, you know, and it's in a place where I've summed it almost every single one of the mountains in golden years, provincial park. So like, I just have a, an immense amount of comfort with this area. So then I'm like walking along and, you know, like it's, it's weird because it's, it's blue sky, but I kind of see like these, things and like and i'm like what what's happening right now so it starts to snow i'm like well this is odd this is eerie. it's like blue sky sunshine and it's snowing but again when you're back in these valleys and you just get these little micro weather systems get trapped in them this is not uncommon things like this happen all the time um, and again, this is one of the things that I appreciate about the backcountry so much is it just, it throws anything and everything at you and you always got to be prepared for it all. However, when it happened, something really, really started to change. And, um, God, I don't even know if I can get through this without getting emotional about it. I've told this story to one person so far and, um, I did get emotional telling it and I kind of feel like that. It's going to happen again. 
Um, and bear with me. This is, this is where this story gets a little bit weird. So as it's snowing, I start to get like this really weird feeling in my body. And like, like I'm, when I say weird feeling in my body, like I'm talking like my, my hands are going like numb and swelling up and like my body just like, I I just all don't feel comfortable in my body at all. And I'm walking along and I'm like, like, what is it? Like, I, like I'm trying to make a fist. I like, I, I can't make a fist. Like I, I'm like, what if I need to defend myself right now? Like I, I'm not even gonna be able to use my hands. And then my shoelace untied. So I, I, I bend down and I just get really woozy. So I'm thinking, well, maybe like my blood pressure dropped. So I look down at, you know, my Sunto and, you know, like my, my pulse is like 120, 130. You know, I'm like, I just finished eating some beef jerky, lots of salt. So like, I shouldn't be getting, you know, like, um, like I have enough calories in me. I've drank water. The salt in the beef jerky is going to help with the blood pressure. You know, and then I, I bend down to tie up my, my boot and like, like I've lost the function in my hands. Like I, like I didn't even, I, like I can't, I have no motor skills for my hands whatsoever. And I kind of, it just, it feels like I know I have fingers. I can see them, but I don't know how to operate my hands. And I kept thinking in my, my head, I'm like, if, if I need to defend myself right now, like I am, I am not going to be able to do this. And then I get this very, very eerie feeling that comes over me that I'm being stalked by something that's not an animal. Now, when you say that, you're like, well, what else is there? So I've been in the backcountry for 36 years now, and I have been stalked by animals. I know when animals are around, it is a very distinct feeling you get as a human being. When there's an animal around you, you know, like you, you, if you've ever been in the backcountry, you know that feeling when there, when you know there's an animal. And this was absolutely not that. Like not even like night and day, apples and oranges, completely different planet, time zone, everything. Like not even remotely close to that feeling. And then so I'm looking around and I see Maui. And she's just playing and laughing, like not laughing, but like dog laughing, just having a wicked time. So I'm like, well, this really, if there's an animal around right now, like Maui would pick up on it at like at the wholeheartedly. Like you, everybody knows that like a dog would pick up and sense an animal being around. Then the fear just cripples me like I have never been so scared in my entire life 
I never, as we were walking along, we got to this one distinct part where there was this tiny little creek and then this blown down tree. And I just needed Maui to kind of get up over the little stump and then onto the tree and we can continue on the trail. And like the snow's coming down a lot harder now. But again, a real majestic snow. It's not cold. It's not sticking to the ground. It's just, it's beautiful, but almost adds to the, like, the eerie, weird, creepy thing that's happening at that moment. And she refuses. And this is something, this exact same physical scenario, we've had to do this at least 10 or 15 times on this trail already is completely something that she's just refusing to do. Arguably, it's probably easier than half of the ones we have already done under the same context. I like I couldn't even budge her, couldn't get her to move. That she wanted to have nothing to do with going down this trail for one more second. And at that point in time, I was like, I, I really think that we should go back. And as soon as I start make the decision to go back, because I'm just, I'm not even really comfortable, like in my own skin anymore on this hike. Like my body physically doesn't, it feels like there's nothing wrong with it. But whatever is around me or whatever I'm sensing or whatever I'm picking up on is just a kind of fear that I can't even begin to explain. So then I'm like, okay, we're going back. And as we were walking back, like once I make the decision to turn around and go back, it the feeling amplified by like a thousand. Like my body started to get heavy. Like my mind... It whatever was around me that I felt like was stalking me, it felt like it was taking my my will. It felt like it was taking like my soul from me. It I, it was I, I can't even begin to explain. I. I felt for about an hour, hour and a half walking back that if I closed my eyes, that I would have, my body would completely have given up. Like all my, all my will, all my energy, all like my life for if I felt like if I would if I closed my eyes, it would be like somebody turning the light switch off on my life. And I know that sounds insane. I I completely understand that. That's why I said if if somebody tried to explain this to me, I would have never, I would never believe it. One of the only things that kept me putting one foot in front of the other is Maui being there. I just kept saying in my mind, I'm like, I just, I like, I need to get her back. I need to get her back. 
And I'm keep on looking at her to see if she's just picking up on anything that's going on. And she's just running around and playing and having a great time. And I'm like, how is this dog not understanding this feeling? Then it makes me feel like I'm even more crazy. So I say to myself, I'm like, you just, just keep smiling. Because I felt like if I, if I allowed this to become any more real than what it was, it would have completely taken over me. I, I feel like there was something waiting for me just to admit out loud that this was happening so that it could finish the job. And I know that sounds insane. I, I completely understand how insane that feels or seems. So I'm trying to do these things to like distract me now just so I can keep in. But like I, I, every step I take, I'm like, this is going to be the last step I'm going to take, but not because I can't physically do it. It's like my ambition, my will, my everything was just like I was pulling thousand pound weights for me. And there's just an army of people telling me to quit and to give up. Like just the absurd intensity of just like this overwhelming feeling that overcame me that I just should give up. So then I'm like, I haven't taken any pictures since I've been in the back of the room. I'm like, maybe like just like, I'll take like a selfie. You know, like this river, it's beautiful. And as I'm bringing my camera up to be able to take a selfie, I just get like, like shudders through my body. Like I was scared to look into the camera. And I lift up the camera and it's like, I see this like, like one off faint silhouette image of myself behind me. What seemed like it was standing just slightly adjacent to me. And it just like it, I'm like crawling in my skin right now, even explaining how terrified I was. So I pulled my phone down and like, I was like standing there, like literally just shaking. And I put the phone back up again. I'm like, I'm just going to smile. Cause it's something I've been saying to myself for probably the last half an hour is like, you just need to keep on smiling. So I pull the phone back up and I just smile into the camera and I see that same image again. And again, it's like faint. It, it is the faintest, faintest thing. Like it's like you, it's a slight shift off to the side that just kind of resembles something. So then my logical mind wanting to negate that there's anything there to be able to say, you don't need to be so fearful of this. I pull my camera down and I wipe off the camera lens thing. Like it's got to just be something to do with my phone's been in my pocket. 
And that's it. So then I put the phone back up and I smile on it and I take this picture and I'm sitting there staring into the phone like after I take this picture and I keep looking at it and all I can see is this now like faint off like probably 200 yards away down this river like what I feel like not that there's anything there to see but like what I feel like is this this thing that's like stalking me that's paralyzing me with this fear and like I'm shaking telling this story right now like I just I don't even understand it like I I don't understand how real and intense this was and so I put my phone back into my pocket and I keep on walking them got my my safety whistle and I'm thinking okay there's a few people on the trail doing trail maintenance a few kilometers away I'm like if I blow this whistle right now like are they going to be able to hear me like is Maui going to run up ahead when I'm laying on the ground and like try to find somebody I don't have cell service I'm not going to be able to communicate that I'm here at all and there's nothing in me that feels like I can get out of where I am. And again, nothing to do with like want, nothing to do with physical ability, but like this weird feeling that I'm getting stalked by something is just pulling my life out of my body. It, like I, I, I can't even begin to explain what that actually feels like because I have never felt anything like that before, ever, not even remotely close. I just I I don't I don't know if Maui wasn't with me, I, I I do not think that I would like be in my house right now. Like I just, that is how much I believe that whatever was happening to me was real. And that I brought Maui with me for like this reason. Because simply because she wasn't my dog and the the last thing that my friend said to me before I took Maui is that my daughter's really worried that Maui's not going to come home today. And just not wanting her to have to live through that is the only thing that made me keep putting one foot in front of the other. And as I was walking, I just, I, I kept repeatedly feeling like there was just something behind me all the way until I got back to that part of the trail that becomes like more of a manicured trail that where there was just 
a few other people. Like there was maybe like six or seven other people. As soon as I got back to that point, I felt like everything had changed. And that's where the snow stopped. And it was back to blue sky. But every time until I got about two kilometers away from the parking lot that there wasn't people around, like people I could see coming up on me or people I could hear running down the trail behind me, I had the same feeling that something was stalking me. Then we're about three kilometers away from the car and I get this last overwhelming sense that like whatever life and will that's inside me that hasn't been sucked out yet because now like I feel like my body is just like like the living being inside me the energy inside me is like almost all gone and again, I'm not talking about physical energy whatsoever. I'm just talking like, like strictly like my will. And then I look down at Maui and she's standing right or walking right beside me with her tail tucked in and her hips tucked in and just looking up at me, just rubbing up against my leg and bumping into my hand like, like she knew, like that, like this time, she knew that there was something really wrong. Really wrong. And I just looked at her and I'm just like, it is going to be okay. It is going to be okay. And I just kept on saying to myself, I'm like, you just need to keep on smiling. And you just need to get Maui home. And these are the only two things that made me put one foot in front of the other and keep the feeling at bay. Because the thing is the, the, the part that I just need you to understand. Like I was fighting the urge to close my eyes because I was so scared that if I closed my eyes, I was never going to open them again. Like, I don't even understand what that means. Like, I fought that feeling for like an hour and a half or two hours. And it was the most real feeling I have ever felt in my life and I've almost died like legitimately almost died I know what it feels like to have that fear and this was not that like I'm shaking right now like Something really, really insane happened today. And I have no idea what it is because 99.9% of the words 
that just came out of my mouth. I don't actually believe. The only thing that terrifies me about them is I just lived it. Like, I, I don't, I do not fear anything. But that today, if I had to put an emotion, a feeling, a presence of like that cartoon when it says the little Grim Reaper guy comes and he's like, this is your time. I feel like he was standing there with like a vacuum sucking the life out of me, even though it's not what I seen at all. But like the fear, like, like I was terrified absolutely terrified. I have never in my life have been terrified until today. Until today. If I end up putting this out there and all of you end up hearing it, it's only because I need somebody to help me understand what I went through today because I'm not okay with what happened at all. Zero. Like, remember when I tell you stories, I have filmed my death video in a cave suffering from hypothermia in the backcountry and I was not even remotely walking down the same path is what I was walking down today emotionally when it comes to fear. At all. That's the contrast. So I need help to explain what that was and what happened so that's my ask of all of you is reach out and let me know